Blog Talk Radio. And hey, welcome to this installment of the Steelers Morning Podcast. My name is Brian Diardo. Special edition. We're going to not talk about free agency season, not talk about the off season. Um, we'll have plenty of other uh, podcasts to do that. This one's to have some fun. And, and looking back on something that happened three and a half months ago at the final game of the 2015 regular season when the Steelers heading into the weekend were the seventh seed in the AFC and needed the Jets to lose and they needed to win themselves in Cleveland to get themselves past the Jets and into the playoffs. And that's exactly what happened. The Steelers defeated the Cleveland Browns 28-12 to and then they watched as the New York Jets fell at Buffalo in what was a thrilling game for Steeler fans, but surely a heartbreaking game for Jets fans. So as Steeler fans, uh, you know what it was like for you. But now on the other side of the coin, we're going to bring in my good friend Jeff Barron, who's been a Jets fan for life, to let Steeler fans know the angst that the green and white supporters felt back then. So first of all, Jeff, uh, how are you doing today? And, and if you don't mind letting our fans know, just how big of a Jets fan you are. I'm doing fine. I've been a Jet fan since uh, 1968. Uh, I'm a newspaper reporter, so I actually covered the team in 96 and 97 at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Uh, I got a Jet shrine at the house. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Jet fan, let me tell you. If I'm not mistaken, do you have a Joe name at Jersey, or are you just a big fan of Willie Joe? I'm a big fan of him. I have two uh, Chad Pennington jerseys. Those, those are my game day jerseys. Nice, nice. Okay, so as, as you can as you can tell, Jeff's a pretty big Jets fan, and just doing the math, nineteen sixty eight. That's the season that they won the Super Bowl, correct? No, I wasn't a bandwagon. I got I was a fan before they won the Super Bowl. Okay, that's right, that's right. That was a great game. That was the that was the win over the Colts that kind of started everything for the Jets. So, so Jeff, talk to us about what what that was like for you guys. You, you know, you're going into to the weekend, you guys are the sixth seed, and all you have to do is, is beat Buffalo. Now, Buffalo had beaten you earlier in the season. You have Rex Ryan over there now. Were you confident going into the game, or were you were you pretty nervous, you know, with everything about about to go down? Yeah, I didn't think uh, – I had no confidence whatsoever. Yeah, none. As a Jet fan, you know, they'll take you to the, to the precipice and then slash your throat, and that's exactly what they did. I think we were up like 1918 or 1917, whatever, late in the fourth quarter, and I still knew that we were going to lose the game. I, I still knew we were going to lose. We would do something, and then, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the three-fourth quarter interceptions, that was it. So I wasn't surprised, and I had no confidence. And were you monitoring the, the Steelers game while you were watching the Bills-Jets game or knowing that if the Jets won, it didn't matter what the Steelers did? And, and You know, were, were you – focused on what the Steelers were doing? Yeah, I was. I was actually uh, in the hospital with someone, so I was listening to the radio on uh, Sirius. So I was going back and forth, scores and all. So, yeah, I was definitely monitoring the Steelers game. Okay, yeah, and then do you think your feelings about the Jets, do you think that was shared with all Jet fans, just that, that thought of, oh, here we go again, they're going to get our hopes up and break our hearts? Do you think that was kind of symbolic to what you were feeling that every Jet fan was feeling? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. I remember uh, maybe uh, 2006, 2005, the Jets were playing the Steelers, and the winner would go on to the AFC Championship game, and uh, Doug Bryan missed two field goals against the Steelers to kill us. So that was lurking in the back of my mind as well. So 
Yeah, I think we're all uh, sadomasochists as a Jet fan, yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Oh, we that's got a bad. good game. That we love our Jets, though, no matter what. They, they kill us every year, but we're still diehard for whatever reason. We love the torture, I guess. Well, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes they reward you. I know in 98, they, they were, you know, once the AFC Championship game, they've had a couple of good years here and there. I know Pennington was a good quarterback before, he, you know, he had the shoulder injuries and whatnot. But uh, the yeah. 04 game, that was a tough one. I remember that one. That was the year the Steelers went 15-1. If I'm not mistaken, the Jets were 10-6, and but Curtis Martin kind of had one of those rebirth seasons. What, what's harder yeah. to take? You know, does this does that does the loss of Week 17 does that stack up there with those playoff losses, or is it not quite as painful because it was a regular season game? That's exactly right. Not quite as painful. I would say, well, without a doubt, that the, the Doug Bryan two field goal misses were my biggest disappointments in sports of any team that I follow. I mean, to that, to that day, that still hurts to talk about that game to this day. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, uh, Big Ben threw three interceptions, and, and the Jets were just – they were – I think the last interception was the la- – I think was the last play or was just seconds to go in regulation. So pretty much if Brian makes that kick, the Jets are going to go to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and then uh, he missed – okay, fine, you missed field goals. He goes into overtime, he missed another one. That's when I oh, – that's tough, man. Right, and then the Steelers fans remember uh, Tower took the ball completely out of Big Ben's hands at that point. It was just Deuce Staley up the middle, Ben is up the middle, and they weren't going to – and give the Jets credit. They did really well against Big Ben in that playoff game. On the other side yeah. of the coin, do you have uh, uh, anger towards the Steelers, a dislike for them? And if you do, is it because of, of these situations that unfolded in Week 17? No, not at all. Uh I don't say I dislike the Steelers. My problem is they're on television every single week. Every single week, I just get sick of them. If you can count on the national game, being the Steelers, the Saints, the Cowboys, and there's one more in there. You can count on it. And that, that Patriots. kind of ran out my – well, I wasn't thinking that. So like, there's one more. And uh, I hate the Patriots. That, that's a whole other story. So any, anything I have against the Steelers is just – they're too overexposed. The Packers, the Green Bay Packers, that's the other one. Right. Do you think that's just because no. of the fan base and how many how many guys, you know, how many people back in the 70s after the steel mills went down, how many people had to migrate out of Pittsburgh, do you think? And because of the 70s, that just kind of created all these new Steeler fans that then, you know, have new generations of Steeler fans that have followed them? Yeah, fan like fans. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're saying that if the Steelers were, you know, had some 500 years or some losing years here and there, that there wouldn't be as many Steelers fans out there. Exactly. That's my opinion now. That's my opinion. The same with the uh, 49ers. Yeah. I'll give you an example, another sport. Uh, a couple years ago, when the San Francisco Giants won the World Series, I went to a Starbucks, and the girl behind the counter had a giant shirt and a giant hat on, so like, Come on, man. It's kind of obvious. Well, right, and I, I think for you, I know you're you're an Ohio native. You're you're from New Jersey. You see in Ohio where where you know we don't have a, an NFL team in the Columbus, Ohio area. You start to see the yeah. bandwagon fans pop out when you see these these random hats. And I think Columbus is really a melting pot 
for the NFL. You you see fans from. I mean, again, you're a Jets fan living in Columbus. Uh, I'm a Steelers. I have I have Steeler background in me, and I live in Columbus. So I think, you know, and I'm sure as you've noticed, based on who's winning more, you see more, you know, Bengals shirts or Steelers shirts, and you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, Brown shirts. So I I can kind yeah. of see that. See that your your point. Um, and you might you see it in hockey too. I mean, the Blue Jackets are here, but you see a lot of Penguin stuff, and you being a, a Devil oh, yeah. fan as well. But let's talk mm-hmm. about the, the Jets going into next year. Uh, do you see them doing things this off season to catapult them ahead of the Steelers? And obviously, with with the Steelers with the Martavis Bryant situation, and the Jets might might be getting Kelvin Beecham. What do you, what do you think about the Jets? Do you see them being a superior team uh, to Pittsburgh next season? I think uh, it really boils down to what happens with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, if they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think they're going to be right where they were last year. But that, that's a big if right now. They're so far apart on the money, it's really hard to say. I know the Jets signed uh, a couple of good brothers. I lost Chris Ivory. I wasn't too concerned about that because he slows down as it goes on. But uh, signed a couple of good running backs. Defense will be tough. I think, again, it boils down to Ryan Fitzpatrick. We sign him, we're good. We don't sign him, we'll get someone as good, then we got some problems. You know, if we go back to Geno Smith, then that's not good. So you're not phased with how Fitzpatrick ended the season in Buffalo? Because, you know, I think the knock on Fitzpatrick has always been, you know, he, he shows you so much potential and he does so well for so long. When it really matters most, he doesn't deliver. You're not you're not faced by that, or is it for you? Hey, it's better than any other quarterback that we're going to get. That's kind of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little faced by it. I, you know, I I know his reputation, and I know his current time. I know he threw three picks, but yeah, like you say, I think he's good for going to get, you know, for now, until uh, you know they can develop another young quarterback with Bryce Petty or somebody like that. Right, so you, you're you're done with Geno Smith. I mean, you're pretty much resigned that he's not going to be your future. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I don't think he has the respect in the locker room. You notice when he got drilled by uh, IK last year, the only player that actually stood up for him somewhat was uh, Brandon Marshall, and that was kind of epic at best. So, as a fan looking from the outside, it doesn't look like he has a middle makeup or the respective teammates on the team ability. And you gotta have all that. Right. Now now if the Steelers Jets would have played last season and, and let's just let's just say it's a neutral sighting. Let's say it's in Buffalo and the Jets and Steelers are there or wherever, wherever is in between New York City and Pittsburgh, who do you think wins that game? That's a tough one. Uh I I would put the Jets defense up against anybody. And, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. I, I, that, that's tough. Uh, again, I think the Jets have one of the best defenses in the league. When they're clicking, they're kind of unbeatable. They're unstoppable. Uh, I to predict a winner. I just flip a point on that one, I guess. Okay. No, that's a good answer. And and, 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 and uh, conversely, I think, and I, I watched quite a bit of the Jets, and they, they should have beaten, in my opinion, they should have beaten New England twice last year. The first time they played, yeah, they did. They did very yeah. well against New England, but 
I I would say it's yeah. It just it comes down to the Steelers' offense versus New York's defense because the Steelers' offense, just like the Jets' defense, they're one of the best units in football and they're their potential last year. I, who knows with Martavis Bryant? That's a that's a big loss. I think to me it comes down to can the Steelers force turnovers off Fitzpatrick? If they do that, the Steelers win that game. If Fitzpatrick can avoid the turnovers, then the Steelers are in trouble. I agree. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Well, I want to before we get you out of here, Jeff. I wanted to ask you a couple of, of historical questions. I know you, you covered the Jets. Uh, you've been in, in the writing business for a long time. You've been a football fan for a long time. Uh, if I yeah. can put you on the spot for a second, if you can, if you can compare, because uh, Steelers all fans always compare, you know, Big Ben and Bradshaw. So I'm going to ask you a two part question. A, do you think okay. if Big Ben retired right now, he's a Hall of Famer? And number two, if you had to pick between Ben and Terry Bradshaw for one game, who are you taking? Uh, well, the first question, Bradshaw, is out of doubt. Bradshaw, to me, Bradshaw, he won four Super Bowls, didn't lose one. Does not get anywhere near the, the amount of credit that he deserves to get. I mean, he, you hear Brady, you hear Manning, you hear uh, uh, any of the top name quarterbacks. You, you don't hear Bradshaw up there. To me, he's as good as anyone. Uh, Ben Hall of Famer, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm wondering if maybe some of his off the field stuff may hurt him with, with his voting. I, I don't know. And I and I agree with you with with, with the the Bradshaw thing. I think the devil's advocate is that Bradshaw had way more talent. But you look at no matter what, Bradshaw always played better uh, in the playoffs. I mean, you look at what he did against those great Raider teams, those great Cowboy teams. Even the Oilers had good teams back then. And then in all those oh, yeah. terrible games, oh, terrible people eaters and. Right, what not? Ben all Bradshaw always found ways to make the plays. Yeah, I, I agree. I get he just uh should get a lot more credit than he does to be one of the best ever ever. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna ask you one more question, I'm gonna get you out of here, Jeff. Who do you think hates okay. the Patriots more? The Steeler fans or the New York Jet fans? Oh, Jet fans without a doubt. Uh, they're absolutely we absolutely despise them. From uh, okay, what do you what do you? Okay, do you do you think they should take do you think they should take those Super Bowls away or or what what are your thoughts on how uh, the Patriots quote unquote dynasty over the last fifteen years? How do you think that should be remembered? Yeah, put an asterisk beside it. Yeah, you can't you can't take the championships away, but you know, I'm, I'm I I kind of think it's a Jet fan. There was some negative going on there at times. But, hey, what are you going to do about it, you know? Well, no, I think mean, that's how Steelers fans feel, too. I mean, like, if you remember, the Steelers beat the Jets in the because the, the Doug Bryan game in 04. The very next game, they play New England. And it, it, and remember, the Steelers beat New England in the regular season that year. And there were certain plays in that game where it did look like New England knew exactly what the Steelers were going to run. I remember they ran a reverse late in that game with Deion Branch and – the Steelers over-pursued to one side. New England ran to the other side. There was not a single Steeler in sight. And this Pittsburgh defense was ranked number one in the NFL across the board that season. They're historically one of the better defenses ever. So, yeah, and it just makes you think. I mean, do you do you think in hindsight, if you guys win that game, you may have beaten New England the next week? Or do you think at that time New England had both the advantage on the field and the advantage in the, you know cheating that they were going to win no matter who played them? Can you talk about last year? 
I'm talking about 2004. If you guys would have made that Super Bowl oh, yeah, and beat the Steelers. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. The momentum would have carried over. So, yeah, I, I think I do think the Jets would have beaten New England in, in that game, yeah. I, th- I think so, too. And uh, I keep saying one more question. I promise you this will be a I know you're a busy guy. Is, is Broadway Joe uh, the greatest Jet of all time, or do you have somebody else you're going to put up there? Uh, yeah, I'd say Broadway Joe. I mean, it's, when you look at his stats, they weren't that great. But uh, he won a Super He's the only Super Bowl winning quarterback in the franchise. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he can't, yeah he's, he's the greatest, without a doubt. As a Jet, as a Jet, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, I don't. I obviously know a lot more about the Steelers, but you know, you you think Mark Gastineau and you think uh, Curtis Martin, those are some other ones. The crazy thing about that oh. that Super Bowl was that at Super Bowl three, the Jets won. That Chuck Knoll was the Colts' defensive coordinator, and then after yeah. that, he left some coach of the Steelers. So if the Colts win, you know, who knows what happens? So it's kind of crazy how, even though the Steelers obviously weren't in Super Bowl three, there, there was some sort of outcome that that you know, kind of foretold what was going to happen with the Steelers. That's interesting, yeah. That, that, that's for sure. And Buddy, Buddy well, Ryan was just want... oh, Buddy Ryan oh, was just Yeah, yeah you're, exa- you're exactly right. So there's a lot of kind of history that kind of goes there. And, gosh, we can, we go into even more conversations. I mean, you know, uh, you know, with the 85 Bears and the 70 Steelers defenses, uh do you think the Jets, uh, the 85 Bears defense that good? I mean, do you think that I, – I personally say that you could argue the 75 Steelers defense was the best ever. I think if you argue for one game, the, the 68 Colts defense shut down – or the 68 Jets defense shut down the Colts offense that was – I mean, geez, what, what did the Colts offense do to the rest of the NFL that year? I think they beat the Browns 34 nothing in the NFC Championship game leading into Super Bowl three. That's true. That the Jet defense was extremely underrated. You know, um, Joe Namath did the guarantee, you know, so we're going to beat him, I guarantee. He wasn't really bragging. I read his book where he was saying they had been studying film all week in the Colts, and they just weren't that impressed with them. And they knew their defense could stop them. So, yeah, you know, you mentioned the 85 Bears. That, as a football fan, longtime fan, that's the best defense I think I've ever seen. The 85 Bears. That, that was absolutely nasty. I agree. I and I, you know, I'm sure you saw the 30 for 30 that they just had on them. My only thing with that defense, and it's not, it's not fair because you can only play against who you can, who you play against. It's not like they could choose their opponents, yeah. but I, I, you know, right. you look at the six Colts. They beat the, they beat the Raiders in the AFC Championship game, and the Raiders with, with Dylan Monica, and, and they were a great a great team that had just played the Super Bowl two. They were the second yeah. NFL team to make the Super Bowl, and then they beat the right. historic uh, Colts offense with the Unitas and Morrill and and, and Mac, you know, Mackey and all those guys. And the Steelers beat you know you know uh, Stable who's going into the Hall of Fame and Staubach and all those guys. The '85 Bears. I mean, what quarterback did? I mean, yeah, they beat Phil Simms, but, but well, who was the Rams' quarterback in the '84 or '85 title game? And I mean, the, the Patriots' quarterbacks were, were terrible in retrospect. You know, so I guess that's my only knock on the '85 Bears was they just, they just did not play that signature quarterback, that signature offense. You know, I see your point, but uh, I think if they were playing those teams, they would have been fine with them as well, though. No, I, I agree with you. I totally agree. I, I just think it's, and you know this, it, it, 
the further away you, you get from those teams, the you know, the more they're forgotten. And I think with the Jets, I know. the, the yeah. biggest issue with the 68 Jets is Namath is just kind of – whenever you think about the Jets in that game, you think Joe Namath guarantee, which, hey, he played great. Yeah. He deserves it. He, he backed it up. But what the Jets did in that game, I mean, they, they intercepted Colts quarterbacks four times in that game. I mean, they had them shut out the way in that contest. I know it. I know it. It was so, fantastic. You know, and then, right, and then I think sometimes with the Steelers is they have four Super Bowls, so sometimes that actually over overrides what one good team did. I think with the '85 Bears is they had that one awesome season. That's what everybody remembers. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But hey, well, it was it was great talking with you, Jeff. And uh, heck, maybe we'll have you on uh, as we get closer to the NFL season and. You know, we know that Week 17 was tough for you, and I'm sure you uh, took solace when the Steelers fell a few weeks later to Denver. That probably made you feel a little bit better that our season was over. Not really. No, I don't have problems with the Steelers. Well, you're you're a bigger you're a bigger fan than most. So, but yeah, like I said, Jeff, it was great talking to you. It was it was fun getting a a, Steel, a Jets perspective from Week 17, and I'm sure we'll talk to you further down the road. All right, Brian. My pleasure. Awesome. Thanks again, Jeff. And for all of you listening, this was, again, another Pittsburgh Steelers podcast on 24-7 Sports. Make sure to check out more Steeler information on pit.247sports.com. Check out our Facebook page also at Pittsburgh Steelers on 24-7 Sports. This is Brian DiArto signing off for Jeff Barron. Have a great day, everyone.